1: It's not really about again Republican and Democrat, left and right. This really, truly is a battle of good and evil, uh, my fellow Americans. If there ever was one, this is it. You know, we used to talk about just a little divide, or you know, we would disagree, but then we'd come back together as Americans, as a people, and fight whatever it is we're gonna fight. That's no longer the case, it seems. I mean, I uh, I don't see that. You know, I started talking to you, oh. Uh, about a year year and a half ago about uh, that uh, divide in the Democrat Party you know when the AOC and the squad got really out there and I I, I thought in many ways I said I suggested to you that it was I thought at that time really coming toward the final chapter of the uh, Democrat party and sort of I, again I, if you remember I played back to the 1860s when the Whig party, uh became well that became the republican party and that's back in abe lincoln's day abe lincoln was the first republican president of a republic here and uh so it was sort of that sort of a moment i thought was happening and that uh the democrat party would 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 come to its final collapse kind of thing now, when I was saying that, I wasn't really trying to, I wasn't sounding like a, I, well, I didn't want to be a partisan. I wasn't talking like, you know, that, but maybe it sounded like that, but that wasn't my intention. Uh, it was really to um, bring your attention to how far left that party had gotten, uh, the, the, the tendencies of Marxism that they were embracing. Uh, it was no longer something we could recognize. I mean, it, it we just couldn't recognize it anymore. You know, we use the phrase that, you know a lot, like, okay, this is you know not uh, JFK's party anymore. Well, that's a given, isn't it? I mean, they have fallen so far from those days for sure. But that that was always the talking point, right? And and so I, I really thought that that party, because there was this really. Uh, Grand Canyon divide in the party uh, between a lot of these uh, really far far left extremists but there were a lot of people also in that center aisle that was sort of going that way and so you' kind of seen the writing on the wall there okay and I thought well this is going to collapse they're going to fight and really about kill each other and then Pelosi of course was at the center of it but you know Pelosi is kind of like a your your school teacher or mother where she pulls you aside. You know, I could see her in the Capitol in the room there pulling AOC and the squad members, the younger ones aside, you know. She's very good at rallying the troops, actually. That's a real positive for her. She's also good at making uh, big money, millions and millions of money she collects for the Democrat Marxist movement. I mean, she's solid at that. So that's why she's still speaker and will go down as one of the most successful speakers in history. Uh, I don't say that with a with a grin or a jump in my step uh, because of her belief system. But it is what it is, people. Correct. You know, we've we got to call it as we see it. And she ha- has been very successful within that uh, means of the Democrat Party. Now, interestingly enough, there was that feud with uh, Speaker Pelosi and Donald Trump. That was uh, significant that, that th- there was no love there. there was no working together. Now, Trump tried a few times to bring uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chucky Schumer over to the White House. You remember those earlier meetings, but the whole thing blew up so badly they couldn't even be in the same, I mean, they couldn't even be on the same uh, uh, latitude and longitude anymore of the uh, you know the equation of uh, space. I mean, it, it was just it really got ugly, you know, with, with Trump and more so Pelosi and Schumer. Of course, he's just a soundbox of all these one-liners and evil gestures, kind of thing. Amazingly enough, the Marxist left they they played it uh, they played it out. They played it better, as they oftentimes do, than the right. I mean they played it better than patriots and conservatives did and that really is the center of the battle right now my fellow americans that is absolutely where we are at we're at this really interesting crossroads intersection if you will now while that was going on on the left okay in that party uh, with the Democrat Party that I thought would be coming to an end. Now, Trump had done, uh, had been very successful at bringing even some of the Republican swamp creatures, you know you know what I mean? You know, uh, you, sure, yeah, yeah, the, the McConnells for sure, right? I mean, he didn't have a lot of success with Paul Ryan, uh, obviously, right? right? But we know where Paul Ryan was coming from. But the Mitch McConnells, I mean, he... He was, he, remember, they had put more judges into position. Uh, be, and that was really a big battle because they had to undo a lot of the damage over the eight years from Barack Obama. He had really set the courts up. You always hear in the ninth district court that all these decisions uh, were being, the, the courts were deciding what we were legislating. It was a strange deal, strange, strange deal. Everything was going to the courts, you know? And the left was winning, a being, and a being, being constantly winning. So one of the things Trump had committed to uh, even beyond the Supreme Court, if those positions would become available and he actually remember, he came up with that list. Remember that list he came up with that he showed America and the Republican establishment, said, hey, wait a minute, you know that I am who I am. This, this is, you know, I, I, I am with you people. And a lot of the reasons Trump had to do that is because, remember, Trump in his earlier days was a Democrat. It is. uh, People forget that. I mean, such a conservative president by any standards today that you often and one of the most conservative people we've seen in politics. Actually, it's ironic. This was a guy who was a Democrat back in the day, you know. And again, he knew how to play the system. Trump did. He played the left and the right, which a successful businessman would do. I mean, that's just. That's just good business people. You, this is, I mean, that's not a fault. That's an accomplishment, actually. You have to work with both sides. It's called the art of compromise, or as he called it, the art of the deal. Correct? You know? And, uh, and and Trump was, you know, okay, so his mission in 2016 against Hillary Clinton and that whole movement was drain the swamp. I mean, he lit the place on fire, correct? Right? Drain the swamp. That was a rallying call you could hear from sea to shining sea. And I think Americans uh, finally stood up and said, you know what? Oh, OK, we can, we can go along with this, uh, Donald Trump. We, we kind of like the idea of draining the swamp. And a lot of the reason for that is because they seen how ineffective uh, Washington, D.C. had become, you see? I mean, it was really, really ineffective. And and we all knew it. We all knew it. I mean, it wasn't a secret anymore. People, we knew they were all dysfunctional. The left, the right, the system, the soul of our nation, more or less, was being uh, was was in jeopardy here. You see, because the politics had gotten pretty gross, pr- pr- pretty grotesque. You know, and that's where we were at. so, so Trump wants to drain the swamp, and he gets in, and then of course Trump is like, he's like, you know, I mean. He's the, uh, the the bull in the China shop. And that's an interesting phrase to use today because, boy, did he break China's back a little bit. Of course, who really got the last laugh as the question? I'm going to leave with you folks. I'm, I'm not going to answer that right now. And in just a little bit here, we'll have Team Nation on. Pastor uh, Stefan Broden will join me. I'm looking forward to this incredible talk we'll have ahead here. Uh, but, uh, you know... There was this whole uh, breakdown of society in our nation that we were struggling with as a as a people. And uh, the Republicans were also at war, the Republican Party. Uh, and Trump was really uh, the, the bull in the China shop. I mean, he was breaking China all over the place uh, and people didn't like it. he's a canoe rocker. You know, I, I know the type. Because I'm one of them myself. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. You know, I really do. But there are times when we know there are times when we'd probably want to break a little less China, do a little more listening. But Trump was he he was steadfast on what he was doing. But then this whole swamp thing. You know, it's a real question as to what happened at the end. We, we don't know. I'm not going to say to you today that, well, the swamp won. Now, that's what the Lincoln Project is talking about. And I'll talk about them in a moment. I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say that because this chapter is not over. By, by, by a long shot, it's not over. It's not over. I don't, I don't know what that means. I, I can't tell you. I'm not going to sit here and predict whatever's going to happen in 2024. I don't know. I do know 2022 is going to be a, a a battle of wits here in our nation between, with the house and the Senate, uh, between Republicans and Democrats. And it's going to be full throttle. I mean, you're, you're seeing all the, the levers of power coming down right now, as they're trying to, you know, uh, Back down the hatches kind of thing, the, the, the Democrat Marxist party I'm speaking about, right? You know, listen, here's the message, the message. I knew the left was becoming unraveled. I, I, I you know, I knew that, you knew that, you know, but yet Pelosi and her magic wand, uh, she was able to uh, somehow keep the kids in line, uh, the, new, the new generation of Marxists that they were recruiting, you see. And she was keeping them in line and somehow they got through and she actually got them to kind of uh, tap down a little bit. If you notice, they stopped talking to the media for a period of time. Did you know, you know, everything's strategic on the left now. You, again, it's like they're a well, well lubed WD-40 army, like WD-40, you know, well lubed. You know, it's a, it, it, that's what the left does real well. They're, they're like one of those foreign armies in a third world country. You know, you see them marching down the boulevard, their legs go up uh, perfectly in order in sync that's what the left does. The right doesn't have that same chemistry. Now, you can blame that on a lot of things. You can talk about the fact, well, Malcolm, maybe because they're free thinkers. Well, okay. Malcolm, maybe because they're more business and opportunity. Okay. Malcolm, maybe they're capitalists. Okay. Or maybe they're just, you know, God love an American. I, whatever they are. It's hard to unite the right. You know, and then when you try to unite the right and the left, oh, my golly, well, you can forget about it. About the only time that really happened was 9-11 in my lifetime that I can recall anywhere was 9-11 when they came in and killed several thousand Americans. And we finally realized to woke up and said, oh, well, we better work together for a little bit here. You know, I mean, that's what it takes. It's a. You know, a a monstrous event like that, a cataclysmic event to knock us down, uh, right? And figure it out. Pretty sad, people. Pretty sad, you know. So I see what's happening to the right now. You see, when this election in 2020 was happening with. uh, with Joe Biden and and all of those, remember all the candidates he had up on the Democrat stage, and then that was quite the race. They made front of Trump when he ran in twenty sixteen, but they outdid him in twenty twenty. It was no longer funny, but somehow, somehow, with all those young folks, they were able to get Joe Biden, the oldest ever elected for president of the United States ever, and a man who was questionably in trouble with his thinking and whether he has uh, the onsites of dementia or Alzheimer's, I mean, I, again, I'm not a doctor specifically, people will say he does. And there are times when you don't really know. And there are other times when he gets up there and does a speech and you say, wow, he pulled that off uh, fairly well, I mean, give him a B or so. I mean, I don't think he's really a material ever, even on his best day, but you can give him a B on some of these speeches lately. I don't, well, people are saying to me they got him all up on drugs. Maybe they do have him on drugs, I don't know. I don't know, I, 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 don't, I don't see, You know. I don't have the prescription here. I don't really know how they're getting him across the finish line with all of these things. It's remarkable. I mean, it's also kind of uh, remarkable that it's the, to me in my world as an American, as a patriot, as a conservative, it's, a, it's the center of evil. What's taking place here in DC and throughout our country. I mean, what's, what's happening here? It doesn't make me feel good at all. But worse than that, people, there's the battle ahead. So we, ha- we have a fight like we haven't been in before. We we got the left over here. We got the right. You know, they fought like hell to, to defeat President Trump in 2020. The-, the Republicans did. They fought like hell to defeat him. The, the Lincoln Project, all of those groups did. Uh, they fought like hell to defeat him. And then you have to ask yourself, people, where were the evangelicals? Who were the Christians? Had they gone out and voted in the last election, Trump would have won then you say, well, but Malcolm, there was all that election fraud. Well, I, I know, but we, we can't. I mean, at some point, we got to move on, people. We just can't keep talking about, yeah, I know, election fraud. Well, I, I guess we better figure it out here before the next election, right? I mean, there's a lot of people pointing fingers and talking, but let's just have a national press conference and look at the evidence and get. But the problem is we don't have the media in our court and we can't get a message out there. And now you see, if this is a chess game, people, I've just laid up the pieces pretty well here. So you can see we're the heap of trouble in our nation right now. I mean, it is the soul of our nation is, is in jeopardy right this moment. And it's not just one political party. It's the left and the right. They're all having their troubles. And it's not just, you know, if any one of these political parties could end we could see a, a, a complete and, and and usually when a political party ends, by the way, it ends uh, uh, rather suddenly. I it just that's what happened with the Whig Party back then. Of course, that was before my time. But history tells us it happened rather suddenly. It could happen again. And i, I really right here to say to you today, I don't know if it would happen. I, I would have predicted a year and a half ago the left, but I, I'm, I'm not even sure because. There's a there's a schism in the right that is massive in size. A lot of people are pushing back and te- you, you see that, uh, that a lot of these uh, strong establishment Republicans are coming out and saying to denounce Trump. Get rid of him. He's a cancer to the Republican establishment is what they're saying. You, you, you have to see that. I mean, they're, they're actually coming out and saying that now in a big way. And so now you've got this fight on the right. You've got the fight on the left. You've got the swamp that the Lincoln Project is suggesting that they that Trump lost to the swamp. I mean, that's what they're suggesting. So here's what I like to do. I want to play a commercial for you. Uh, it's, a, it's a minute commercial. See, you got to hear this now. This is a brand new commercial that the Lincoln Project has put together and put out there, and they're taunting uh, the former president, uh, Donald Trump, in this uh, uh, commercial in a big way. I mean, this is a big deal here, a big deal. It's, it's, a, it's an attack ad, if you will. And they're saying, basically, the message here, it's, it's pretty in your face, saying that the former president got played by the Republican establishment in Washington D.C., and they're saying the swamp won, Donald. And you'll hear it. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty remarkable how this thing plays out here. So let me let me play that now, and uh, then we'll resume on the other side here. I think you'll find this quite fascinating. Here, here we go. Here, we are going to drain the swamp. But the swamp won, Donald.
2: Mitch McConnell's Washington consultants are making big money using your name. We don't know if Mitch gets a cut, but what do you think, Donald? My friend, Donald Trump. You're getting played. He's picking candidates loyal to him. They brought you a little bowl to hold in your little hands, and you fell for it.
3: What happened?
2: They're laughing at you <laughs> all the way to the bank. Maybe you shouldn't run again. Maybe the power Mitch McConnell has over the GOP is just too much for you. Maybe what McConnell and the rest of Washington is saying is true.
3: That Trump is done.
1: So you'll hear that message there that that minute long commercial. I, I, I wasn't kidding you. I told you, you know, they are taunting. It's it, it was remarkable to me how much that because, you know, Trump isn't one that backs down. I was actually surprised to see the Lincoln Project put that out because, you know, you're messing with somebody here who doesn't back down. I mean, and he loves a challenge. I mean, if you know Donald Trump and you watch him over his career throughout his career, he takes on the good fight every single time. So I'm not sure why they felt this was uh, the right thing to do or how, what they're what they're trying to accomplish with it. It's hard to say here. But some of the words they have in here are pretty, pretty amazing to me. The swamp, won, Donald, and specifically the mention of Mitch McConnell and the Washington consultants. And they get into the whole swamp. And remember, that was Trump's message coming in both in 2016 and in 2020. Well, it was make America great again, but it was also draining the swamp. And you can only make America great again by draining the swamp. And that's what you got here. So Pastor Stefan Broden is here and he is a uh, team nation here with us here on the voice of a nation. And uh, he's a senior pastor at Fear Park Bible Fellowship, co-founder of the National Black Pro-Life Coalition and president and founder of Protect Life and Marriage in Texas. You know, it's a lot to talk to you about today, but let's start with this uh, uh, this feud here of the left and the right, the swap and specifically the Lincoln Project taunting Donald Trump and the way they did. Can you believe that commercial?
4: It is extraordinary to hear that. And I'm trying to process it in terms of what (laughs) are they attempting to do? Uh, Is this an attempt to further divide us as a party, uh, the Republican Party? to keep us divided uh, will keep us off balance and allow for the other side to take advantage of our uh, instability at this point. Uh, I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, particularly at this time, we're, we're headed into 2022 uh, and uh, there's an attempt to try to take the House and maintain or to regain the Senate unless there is a strategy here that's being played out in a way that will facilitate the division and keep us off balance and maintain the status quo with the Democrats driving our nation away from the founding principles and into the embracement of a a philosophy that is antithetical to the founding principles that made this nation great. I'm not, it doesn't make sense to me why something like that is being played at this time other than there is a malicious intent
1: Well, the Lincoln Project, remember, in 2020 was uh, steadfast in uh, 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 they put out a lot of money. They spent tens of millions of dollars uh, to go against um, Trump. And that was I mean, let's face it, had the Republican group, the, the, the party and had, as I mentioned earlier, evangelicals rallied around and really got out. I mean, regardless of any election fraud, they would have taken the election I'm, I, I feel fairly certain they, they would have. I mean, unless there was the kind of election fraud, unless they kept up in the ante, I, I, I don't really know, uh, Pastor Bowden, I'm just saying that, you know, because we, we, we don't really know the level of the gratitude of how much of that of fraud and cyber fraud and theft that went on. You would think that that would have been enough to get him over the finish line Uh, But, you know, they use the whole pandemic. We'll talk about that in a moment here. But staying on this Lincoln project, it is a cancer within the Republican Party. You're right, Pastor. It's it's an absolute cancer. Uh, So they go on to say here, the swamp one, uh, Mitch McConnell's Washington consultants are making big money using your name. Uh, And he said and they say this in there. We don't know if Mitch gets a cut. But what do you think, Donald? And so they, they throw that out there. You're getting played is what the ad basically comes back and says here. You're, you know, you're, you're getting played. Uh, he's picking candidates loyal to him. So they position Mitch McConnell now as this sort of Wizard of Oz that he's back there and he is central to the swamp and to the Republican establishment and then they end up with maybe you shouldn't run again because they, they're thinking he's gonna run again in 2024. What do you think, Pastor Brown? Do you think that, uh, I mean, Trump has never been one to back down. Does he come out in full force here uh, after 2022 that we, we, we wouldn't know before then, I don't think. Uh, do you see him or do you see him a uh, position someone else to take it and really, because he has control of the party right now, I think most people would suggest. What do you think he does?
4: Well, it's hard to say. Uh, However, I do believe that there is a strategy behind this effort on the part of the Lincoln group. Uh, I think they are taunting, and I think they are trying to play to what they believe is his demeanor, uh, that he is a fighter and that he doesn't back down. So they're attempting to pull him into a fight that could get real ugly and will taint and scar and uh, disparage him in the public square. I think there's gotta be something here. And I think it's it's not not something nice. I think they're deliberately trying to to promote a conflict that could have a devastating impact on our nation in general in that the opposition party, and we are the opposition, the, the Republican party is the opposition party is fighting among itself. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the rescue of this republic is uh, marginalized if mm-hmm. we're not on the same page. I, I think there's something here, Malcolm, that, that's a little bit more sinister than, than uh, what is apparent. I, I think there's something sinister here yeah. that's larger than both parties. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of a strategy to remove this nation from the... Uh, national stage as an example of freedom and uh, the example of liberty uh, and remove it in such a way that the reset that clout's swab is talking about right can happen a global reset we stand in the way of that global reset when i say we i mean liberty loving uh patriots who are primarily in the Republican Party or in the independent party, who are still willing to lay it on the line for our constitution. But it can be very discouraging and disparaging to us as a group if we find ourselves fighting each other and at each other's throat. Something here that's happening that's darker than we, that's on the surface. And uh, I think there's a move, a deliberate move on the part of the power elite in this world to take over the economy of the world and take over the politics of the world, in order to go towards this one-world government.
1: There is an absolute movement, a, a globalist feel to this whole thing, and he, he what, uh, what, you know, Broden says right there makes a lot of sense. It, it, it's almost like it is something is happening. This master plan somewhere that it's hard to put your fingers on. And then the divide, when you see what's happened in the Lincoln Project, is pretty in your face here. So uh, I think that's something to uh, really focus on here. Well, let me take a moment, and before we pause here, and uh, again, welcome you into the Voice of a Nation. Uh, we're speaking, we have today uh, with me uh, just a, this one of a great conversation with Pastor Stefan Broden. And, and he, as you just hear him, I, I think we're, we'll be talking with him more about really the soul of our nation, how, how to get that back. And he's right. When we talk about, you know, it's, we're not, I'm not, don't want to come across as Cavalier when we talk about the fight of good and evil, it is a massive fight. That is really, that it, it's, um, it's real. It's vivid. Uh, it's right here in front of us. And so it's, you know, it, we've got to be careful how we say these things, because I don't want them to become sort of, you know, nonchalant talking points. It is very real people. And it's, and you know what's happening is it's almost like it's happening in slow motion. Do you get that feeling as well? Almost like slow motion. And like, like he was just suggesting, and it's hard sometimes to put your fingers on exactly that, but it feels like a slow motion movie. And it's almost like you can reach out and touch it, but you can't. Something is wrong. Something's awry with the whole deal. And he's right. It's, it's very sinister. Uh, we'll uh, take a quick pause here on the voice of a nation and we'll, we'll join you right back on the other side
0: our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime you'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com.
3: is a record player the best way to listen to music of course not so, why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill free, patent pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great. Convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Now, never before in our history
2: have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? That's what I'm gonna tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called ShopToTheRight.com. And it's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values they feature products made in america they support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community this is a time when we need to stick together we need to shop together and we need to support each other it's time for you and i to make some noise and stand up to protect our country and one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans.
1: The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail it is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
0: Listen to Malcolm, the Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa.
1: So we, we're talking about this divide in, well, in, our, in, in, in America for sure, but in the uh, Democrat Party and in the Republican Party here. And I played that ad for you just up front here. If you hadn't heard that uh, with the Lincoln Project that uh this was and i, I played it for uh pastor stefan broden who's with me as well here today and you were about as surprised as i was when you heard that i was really surprised myself when i mean when you see how much taunting they did in that and as you just said i mean you 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 captured the moment pretty succinctly uh, pastor broden when you said well I'm not sure what they really want to accomplish. Well, let me let me try to answer that back for you and, and have you opine on that, because I think what they want to accomplish is I think there's a lot of people that put their name as the Republicans. They wear the hat, but they're not really conservative patriots. I, I think that's where you've got this uh, divide and this uh, schism in the Republican Party. And the Lincoln Project is centered to that. I mean, a lot of people would call them rhinos. They went way out of their way to defeat Trump back in 2020 here. And they were influential. They, they were these were the people that were aghast when he won in 2016. It wasn't just the Marxist left that had their their mouths on the floor when Trump won in 2016, uh, 2015, that election but it was the Republicans and the establishment Republicans were speaking about here. And it really is establishment Republicans. And so the Lincoln project is full of rhinos, that kind of a thing. And so when you say, what are they up to? Well, they don't want Trump back in office. So then you look at the alternative, Pastor Bowden. what, you know, when you say what's the alternative, because let's just take a look at Trump a moment in the party here how, I, I'm curious to ask you, how does the Republican Party move forward without Donald Trump? I mean, where does it go? What does it look like? How does that happen? Is that even possible, I ask you?
4: I, I don't think it's possible. Uh, quite frankly, that he has rallied a sentiment in our nation where there is a deep, deep concern that we are losing our republic. And many who were non participative in the past, I've gotten involved in politics because they see what you have been talking about here on your show uh, and on your network for a long time, that there is a, a, a demise in our way of life and our values are changing and our economy is changing and there's a philosophy that's driving that that is antithetical to the founding principles that made this nation great. Those people are, quote unquote, awoke. They see very clearly what's happening and what has been happening for a very long time in this slow gradual move away from our founding principles. They're up, they have energized and they're behind uh, what Donald Trump stands for. And in in their minds, that is making America great again. So, the Republican Party is inextricably linked to the idea of making America great again by the grassroots in our nation. However, the elite and uh, this, the Rhino group in the Republican Party are the elite. They are the big dollar corporate yeah. uh, country club guys yeah. who are yeah. beneficiaries of whatever or whoever is in power, they win. One way or the other, it it doesn't matter for them. Mm. And so I see that they're lining up and lining their guns and their influence up with the other side against Donald Trump and the grassroots. They're not. That's what I'm saying. Why did they come up with this video with this this commercial at this time? They won. Donald Trump is not in, and uh, he hasn't made a commitment to run in 2024. and, and why are they out here campaigning now against him? I think there's something larger going on here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is 2022, they're trying to foster a divide among us that will evidence itself in 2022. And there will be a a, a consolidation, a consolidation of, the, of the left in the House and in the Senate where they can begin to change our courts, change our policies, change our Constitution.
1: Here's what's interesting about what you're saying is that if it was really all about Trump, let's analyze this a little bit more and listen to Pastor Brodin, if it was really all about Trump, they would have waited till after the 2022 election to do this sort of a farce, this sort of a commercial. You're 100% right. You wouldn't do this prior to 2022 if you wanted to have some sort of unification to be able to take the House and Senate back. That is a very, very vital, vital point to this conversation today. And you just made it, Broden. You just said it. I want everybody to hear that. And then when you take a look at the Lincoln Project, now let's remember something. Let me remind you of something. In the 2020 election, they endorsed Joe Biden. Now, they endorsed the Marxist movement in our nation with all the all those principal policies he put out there think of the think of the policies and the programs and the campaign that Biden ran and then you want to talk about the Lincoln project and how would any quasi sort of remotely even familiar group to a republican core uh, of the party would endorse i mean they endorsed I and mean, I'm talking endorsed Joe Biden. It wasn't like, we, you know, we don't want Donald Trump and we're not going to endorse. I mean, they got behind Joe Biden. And, and furthermore, we're talking, I mentioned George Conway, you know, some of the more uh, visible people that you probably know some of the names out there, but uh, Steve Schmidt, John Weaver, Rick Wilson. These are some of the big names behind that Lincoln project. And but now you're you got me thinking here. So let's let's now talk about this, giant uh, problem we're talking about here. If it's not Trump really, Trump is obviously a threat to them and a cancer to what they want to accomplish. And then you've got to ask yourself, you just said it, uh, these people are ultimately, most of them are very wealthy. These are oligarchs and very successful business extraordinaire. They have money. It's greed and power. So then you have to ask yourself, what do they really want? I mean, we're not united on the front to go after China. China is coming after us big time right now. Everything is, like I said, it's sort of a surreal atmosphere right now out there. So what is, how do we wake, I mean, we'll get more into where Americans sit, but The problem is the evil right now, Pastor Bowden, the evil that we're dealing with right at this moment is far greater than the Republican Party and the Democrat Party and the Lincoln Project, but these kind of cats who are helping it out, so are they part of the inside club? Are they part of the takedown of America? Is that what you're kind of questioning as well?
4: I honestly believe that's what it is. I think we're facing the takedown of America. And uh, there is a spiritual implication here that's far greater than the physical. Yeah, amen. Uh, And uh, it takes a a kind of spiritual sensitivity and an awareness of uh, what's happening in our nation because it's inexplicable any other way. How could it be that a nation so successful, a nation that is so um, uh, inviting and uh, innovative and creative? find itself on a slippery slope away from everything that made it successful. Moving away with such rapidity and speed that is breathtaking, it's causing many Americans to stand in awe of the fact that socialism and communism is playing a significant role in who we are right now. How did that happen? It's a spiritual thing. And because we are not seeing the spiritual side of this, we're still vulnerable and susceptible to the manipulation and an indoctrination that we talked about last time that we were together. When we talked about what are the two things that I see that's happening in our culture that's contributing to what we're seeing uh, as the demise. And that is manipulation from a philosophical point of view and indoctrination of our children away from the founding principles that made this nation great. I think there's a spiritual implication here, Malcolm, That needs to be assessed by men who study the word of God, who know what is happening on God's prophetic timeline, because they can give an explanation that is right now appearing to be inexplicable. That is what's happening in our culture, inexplicable at this time. I think we're witnessing a spiritual conflict of such magnitude that it is shocking to the sensibilities of most people who are observing
1: it. Wow I mean you you speak so clear uh, uh, what you say here pastor is uh, it rattles my soul actually is what it does it stops me in my tracks and thinks what do what are we really say in other words you're it's, it seems like it's happened so quickly it, it, it does feel this way but I guess it really probably hasn't been I'm, I'm guessing this has been coming on for a long time when you consider big government and the buildup uh, if you, if you really go through the cards here and you look at after Ronald Reagan, there was Bush. Ronald Reagan was number 40, Trump was number 45, but then in between that you had Bush, Clinton, Bush, and Obama. You had the buildup of big government, big debt, big bailouts, big everything and the loss of liberties and the loss of rights. So we've sort of been on a trajectory that's not healthy for the nation. Don't you think?
4: Well, oh, it's been coming at us a very long time. I, I think we we have been living in the last twenty to thirty years yep. the culmination of it. Amen. It has been it has come to an apex, but it has been infiltrating into our system and our way of life. Um, I, I think in the 18th century and the 19th century, in particular, uh, with Fabianism and socialism that was coming to us that was targeted primarily at the at the elite. And then the infiltration took place with Dewey into our educational system. And through their influence slowly and gradually they have begun to move America further away from its founding principles. And I think because we have been so successful and materialism and hedonism and success has blinded us to what these people were doing that they were able to come through the door and take our children from us. And it was in the 60s that we see the shift with such a powerful shifting that took place in the 60s that we're still, re- we haven't recovered from what took place in the 60s. <laughs> it's amazing to me. And uh, the socialists infiltrated the civil rights movement, uh, saw Alinsky set forth the plan for how to uh, manipulate the poor to accomplish their systems of destruction against our, our, our government and that they have been successful. Now they're at the point where all they need now is to move the constitution out of the way, marginalize the influence of the church, and I think that's already done, and then um, take over the nation. That's been coming at us for a very long time. I think it was um, Antonio Grimsey that talked about uh, infiltration and gradualism as being the method that should be used to win the West. Well, take a look at what's happening in the West. They're arresting preachers in Finland and in Great Britain, they took a preacher off the street who was preaching against homosexuality. They're arresting him now in Canada. And guess what is coming to America? The attack from the Grimseyites is on cultural Christianity, the influence of, of Christianity in the culture or in the marketplace but they also have been attacking our culture and changing our value systems through political correctness or what is called cultural Marxism. This is not new. We're at the apex. They believe they can flip this country. And I think the rhinos are playing on their team. They snuck in among us. The Bible says they they went, they crept in among us and they have been, wiping us slowly out from within i'm talking about the church now
1: you you say so much there so much and you're talking about marginalizing the constitution and right get that out of the way because we're we're driving somewhere and you're right it's happening right now there's no regard to the constitution at all i mean they're detouring around everything and they're trying to you know, seize the power right now. They're talking about election reform to the likes that would not be healthy for our republic. They're talking about adding more states so they can get more senators. They're talking about packing the Supreme Court. They're adding trillions of dollars to debt to the nation. They're bankrupting the nation. We're going to have inflation set in. We're going to have an economic collapse. Um, They're setting this up. Now, let me ask you, Is something. This is a, this is a a moment of honesty here for us. And let me ask you. I, I, I'm going to suggest to you, for me, and I I don't put words in your mouth, but uh, you might, uh, you might even agree with this. I don't know, Um, but I probably felt or thought uh, that this would happen at some point in our nation. In other words. There are so many trouble signs that you point out just now, and then you see the woke, the woke culture, the cancel culture, uh, the way they—you're being forced to accept their belief system. And if you don't, you're, 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 you're—they uh, minimize you, and they, they ridicule you, and they torment you, and they terrorize you. And if you don't go along with all of their beliefs, and you're a xenophobic racist. XYZ, and they ostracize you from every aspect of life. If you don't agree with, it doesn't matter how evil their agenda is. It's, it's irrelevant or how good it is. It's irrelevant. You just have to go along with it. And they're doing that everywhere. And so I kind of believe, I, I see a lot of these things happening in America, Pastor Broden, And I, I have to tell you, I'm, I, we're born at a very interesting moment in time and i think that you know we see this we we see this happening okay we we can't believe it's happening in other words we didn't expect this to happen in our lifetime we thought it might happen in another lifetime but we didn't think it would happen in this lifetime meaning my lifetime meaning in your lifetime is that that does that make any sense to you
4: yeah i I would imagine that um For those of us who are Christians in America, uh, it it was probably a future expectation that was not going to be realized anytime soon, because we were the beneficiaries of the blessings of God uh, right from the inception of this nation. Of course, we've had our struggles, and we've come through many things, but we have also received the bounty and the blessing of God. We are... uh, Uh, one of the most prosperous nations in the world ever with the most mighty and powerful military force that the planet has ever seen. And that our middle class was larger than any other middle class on this uh, earth. We had a a working thriving middle class and the middle class made America what it is. Uh, We had people who were able to come up from the bottom, enter into the middle class, through an educational system that trained them with skill sets and abilities that allowed them to have access to the economy and raise their children uh, with uh, the best medical facilities and medical, we were sitting on top. And no, we had not uh, at all imagined that the kind of demise that we're experiencing right now would ever happen in our lifetime. However, those of us who were paying attention to the word of God, and recognizing the cracks that were in the dam and how we as a nation had had, uh, 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 disregarded our spiritual roots and our Judeo-Christian ethic as it relates to prayer in school, as it relates to life in the womb, and now the redefinition of family and redefinition of gender and the codification of of perversion through same-sex marriage and sodomy and, and those kinds of practices. We were seeing this and we were saying that something is a foul and the scream went out with a moral majority in the late 70s with Jerry Falwell and Tim LaHaye and um, James Dobson. And we began to cry out and we began to say there's something wrong here, but we were still trapped by the, the hedonistic desires of materialism and success and we lost sight of what was really important. They took prayer out of school. They started killing babies in the womb and they started redefining perversion as right instead of wrong. It became apparent, but somehow we are still not awake to the reality of the spiritual condition that we're in. And at some point, may I say to you as a pastor, God will give them over to their own desires. And as a nation, not as a people, not the church, but as a nation, we have turned our backs on God. Barack Obama said it when he was running, when he was a president. He said, America is no longer a Christian nation. When I heard that, Malcolm, I recoiled with anger. But after assessing what he had said, I said, the man is right. For a Christian nation would not kill its babies at over 61 million since we've lit- legitimized it, a Christian nation would not codify same sex marriage. A Christian nation would not remain silent as they lit- legitimize and legalize sodomy. They wouldn't do that. But that's exactly what this nation did. The Christian influence, for all intent and purposes, in America is gone. And that's gonna sound hard to your listeners' ears, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It's gone. And they're shooting at us, regulating us, but we're not even meeting on Sundays right now. And we're not taking communion and we're not praying together and we're not advancing the gospel because the culture has turned its guns on us.
1: Yeah. We talk about the soul of our nation, brother. That's exactly it. And it's been building for a long time. And here we are at this moment. I did a program this past week, Pastor, that's called, uh, entitled, Is God in Control? You know, there was a lot of talk through the 2020 election, a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives, a lot of people in our circles, that said not to worry. Trump was going to run, uh, win that election in a landslide. Everybody was sure of it. You know, r- r- no matter COVID pandemic or not, or the election fraud or what they would set up for that don't worry about it. God is in control. I was told that by a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of religious folks told me not to worry. This election was in the bag for Donald Trump. It was gonna happen. And I we about could bet anything on that, bet the farm on that. And that was the message we carried through and then we got to the other side and we seen, well, we didn't win this one. What happened? We, the Patriots didn't win this one. The, the uh, Americans didn't win. The, the Republic isn't saved. We're in the fight of evil. What's happening now? And that, that was it. So where, where was God in all that? So people asked me afterward, uh, well, if God was in control, what happened? Hmm. That's, that's a real tricky road we're on, isn't it, now, when we talk about this. And it was a tough conversation, a but- little bit of tough love. What do you say to that?
4: Uh, I think a lot of people were asking God to give them the victory, and uh, and believe that God would give them that victory, mm-hmm. but they were not looking at what God was doing. You know, it's it's like, you know, not paying attention to what He is saying, and just demanding of Him to do for us. Well, I, I want to <laughs> remind the listeners today that we are serving at his desire and we're in pursuit of his program and his purpose, not ours. And what happened was that a lot of people were believing that things were gonna get better without being honestly in pursuit of what God wanted. May I say to you, God is still in control. He's sovereign, he's an infinitely wise God and he has never been out of control he's always in control now what is happening here i believe is judgment not on the church not on you individually but on our nation our nation has turned away from god and god will judge the nation he'll protect us in it and i feel protected in it but the nation turned away from god if you remember when he sent israel into captivity when uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon came in, God told Jeremiah, he said, don't pray for them, Jeremiah, for they have their sin has become uh, intolerable and I'm sending them into captivity. It was God who sent them into captivity, but he protected the remnant while they were in captivity. America has turned away. I, I don't think we fully understand that. Mm-hmm. Take a look at our culture. Amen. Our children are being sold into into human trafficking. The highest demand for, for kids in human trafficking is coming from America. Yeah. Houston, Texas yeah. and Dallas, Texas are the leading cities for human trafficking in America. And we're in the Bible Belt. Yeah. We're not a Christian nation.
1: Yeah. We have fallen far from that point. Uh, and it, again, it started back in the uh, 70s, 80s, and the the manger scene that we would fight over. I often reference the manger scene, pulling God out of the uh, schools and prayer. And you couldn't even do the Pledge of Allegiance after that. They didn't. Then you're seeing the fallout. They weren't standing for the flag anymore, and it really didn't matter. And then, listen, now we're going to all have to accept transgender, and that's all got to be the movement. And we're going to knock down all the statues and we're going to tear everything apart and you're going to like it and if you don't like it we're going to call you out and that's exactly what's happened my fellow Americans and so that's the erosion of society right there Uh, pastor uh, Broden pulls up a good point there man Uh, the nation is failing we have a failing grade right now as a country, as a people. You know, I started this talk off today talking about the left or the right and the division in our nation and the collapse of both political parties as a people. And then we played that Lincoln Project piece for you. Now you see where we're at. It's, it's remarkable how, how quickly we are fallen. And it almost is. You have to pinch yourself to think, is this really happening in our lifetime? And yeah, yeah, it's happening in our lifetime. Here we are. You know, again, would this have happened? And maybe, but I, we didn't expect it to be right now, right this moment, this fast, this quick. So then the question becomes how do we change this, Malcolm? How do we change it? How do we recapture the soul of our nation? So what we'll do here now is I want to ask Pastor Stefan Broden to stay with me as we fall into our two here in just a moment here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. And uh, my fellow Americans, this is an important talk today when we talk about the soul of our nation. Uh, there was an interesting talk Pastor Broden did some time ago. Uh, actually, it was in 2020, uh, right, in the, right in the heat of the pandemic. It was very fascinating. I watched it on YouTube, actually, and it's a great speaker he is. And I want to touch on that soul of the nation with him a bit more and understand where we are as a people uh, right now and how we recapture the moment. How do we recapture it? You see? Uh, And that really is the mission and the message here. Uh, Stay right there, my fellow Americans. We'll see you just on the other side of of the program here. Well, it is a battle, my fellow Americans. It is indeed a battle. The soul of our nation is uh, the stakes here. Uh, and we have to realize that, I have a, a call to to order is what we need, a call to order, a call to arms, okay? But a call to order. It's time to have a call to order and bring in the, 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 the minds, the great minds into the room and understand, okay, what do we have here? Where Where, where is our nation? How do, how do we, we rekindle the spirit uh, it's been building for many years. And I, I referenced that earlier with Pastor Broden, and, and Pastor Stefan Broden is with me today, and we'll have him on in just a moment here. We had the most remarkable conversation up front in the program, my friends. If you missed any of that now, you want to go back and hear that when it goes to podcast. Uh, and let me tell you how that works here. So, as you know, the program here plays 5 p.m. Eastern Time, The Voice of a Nation. You hear us anywhere in the world on I Radio or our apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Um, we have an amazing grown family of, uh, of listeners all, all over the country for sure, and all over the world. And uh, uh, so many people, hundreds of thousands get our message and our mission from the apps. So they work, they're beautiful. Uh, Apple, Android, Alexa again. And uh, the, the apps are good because they work, that makes sense, right? And uh, not only can you listen to talk radio on the app, by the way, but there's a, uh, if you go to the menu on the app, all of your podcasts are available on there, believe it or not. You probably didn't know that. And that was a kind of an added bonus we did just recently. We were able to add that to the app when we just celebrated our fifth anniversary celebration at the network here. We did a lot of things, a lot of, lot of major stuff here uh, from the bottom up. Uh, it really it was to get ready for the next five years. Uh, In our five-year celebration, we wanted to really up the ante and be ready to carry out God's mission, and we believe we are center to the fight that has taken place in our nation right now, and uh, it is the clarion voices that we're bringing out here, like Pastor Stephan Broden and so many other on Team Nation and throughout all of our program and on America Out Loud Talk Radio. So again, my program, Voice of the Nation, uh, again, every Monday through Friday, every day, uh, 5 p.m., 5 to 7 There is an encore a little bit later in the evening at 10 o'clock, by the way. If you miss us at 5, you can get us at 10, 10 to 12. That would be a good time to catch us right before you're going to sleep, right? Uh, and uh, so it, that's how you catch us money through Foddy. The shows all go to podcast. And when I say podcast, I'm talking Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, every uh, possible uh, podcast company were on and available, all of our shows on the network. So you can get them on demand as well. You know, it's, we have a great product. Just go to americaroutloud.com and take a look at the stories. Take a look at the message. Take a look at the podcast. Take a look at all of the articles. And share the good word out there, my fellow Americans. It's, it's going to take an army here—an army of patriots, an army of people who understand we're a Judeo-Christian nation—and to fight for our nation. And back to the rally and call that Pastor Broden was just talking about, uh, so that we get back in good favor with God. Number one, as a nation. Um, uh, because remember I talked to you last week on that fight, uh, is God in control? I'd referenced that to pastor Bowden. And when I've referenced that to you all last week, it was that, you know, you got to remember God gives man free will. He doesn't sit and clean up after everything we do. That's not the program here. T- I can't seem to get people to understand. There's a lot of my Christian friends who run around thinking that none of it really matters. It does matter. It does matter people. You can't go around thinking God's going to fix it all. I mean, there's a price to pay for this evil and this 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 and this uh, evil energy that's put out. So it's called free will. And we have it. And we're we're the highest creatures in the animal kingdom. Right. Is that correct? Right. We're the highest creatures in the animal kingdom. And so we have brains. Why don't we use them? All right. Why don't we use them? That's what needs to happen right now. That's the message right now. I listen in my ears and I, I hear the uh, the message from back in the day as a young lad listening to radio with Paul Harvey. You remember that? And the the message of hope that Paul would put out there. Now, when I just break to get into the second hour, Pastor Broden said to me, Malcolm, let's leave the people with hope. And I love that about this man. I love this I, so much. I love our pastor, but his, that's, those were his words. He just said to, to me, you didn't hear that. That was off the mic, but he said, Malcolm, we, this is a great conversation, but let's leave them with hope. That's important, isn't it, people? Where are we if we don't have hope, right? We have to be optimists. We still have to know that, that American, and he, he said it right up front here, uh, the, 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 uh, innovation of America, the, the, a nation that is so inviting and innovative. He said all that. Those were his words. Those were his words, but we're being marginalized and we need to stop that. Uh, let's bring back on here. Pastor Stephen Broden is uh, here with me here and, um, Uh, I'm I'm enjoying this. I know all of our listeners have got to be enjoying this talk. I had a real sense coming into today, uh, my friend. I I just had a sense. I, I can't explain it to you. I get these gut feelings. And I said, you know, I don't want to clutter up today with a lot of voices. I don't want to clutter up. I don't want to have a lot of people in. I just want to have the pastor on. And I just want to have an intimate conversation with him, with America. And I want to keep it simple. I just want to drill down a little bit and keep it simple. Okay. I promised listeners up front, uh, and I brought it back. I watched a a talk you did uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, It was a rally. And this this was at the heat of the pandemic, by the way, COVID. And it was, you you had a lot of courage in that talk that I was looking. And uh, because we, you know, everybody was, this was, the, the nation was traumatized. This is before the election now. The heat of COVID, lockdown, lockdown, mask, distance, and nobody knew where the disease was. It was still early in the disease. This was May 2020. We were still trying to figure out how bad this evil disease was, supposedly, right? Well, the evil disease was fear. It was the fear. That was more uh, cancerous to the nation than the actual virus was the fear. And you talked about that. You talked about the very soul of our nation is in trouble. You've seen it come, and this is before the election. You were prophetic in that talk. You talked about connecting the dots. You talked a little bit about the history of the coup d'etat, the impeachment, the Mueller, all of the cancer that had been going after the duly elected president. You talked about a monster bureaucracy that was in place, an expansion of government. You talked about all of that, and you talked about fear. And this was before Biden. This was before the Marxists got their hands on it. Now you see where we're at. Fast forward, Pastor Broden, and you see where you were back in uh, May 20, May 9th, that was, by the way. May, it was a Saturday, by the way, Pastor. May 9th, Saturday, 2020, the rally in Dallas, Texas. What do you say to all that?
4: Well, it, um, unfortunately, um, a lot of what we talked about then has manifested itself in this new administration during the election cycle, uh, it, um, the evil and the corruption of our nation uh, has become evident, I think, to a lot of us. And certainly the election uh, was a sort of a, a window into the, the depth of, of corruption that exists within our nation and the persistence and the intentionality of the evil left to destroy our nation our economy, our families, and they are intent on making that happen. And so my, my talk at that time was to sound the alarm as a watchman on the wall, to let them know that we are headed towards a disaster if we don't uh, right the ship, if we don't quicken our, our people to let them know of the, the threat, the nature of the threat, the intensity of the threat, and the implications of the threat for our way of life. And I think right now we're seeing, we're facing it right now, the ugly reality of an an anti-God philosophy in control of the power levers in America. They're being controlled by men and women who do not respect our constitution, our traditional values, and our families. They have none whatsoever. I think it was Saul Alinsky in his book called Rules for Radicals" It says, we organize for one reason, for power, not to help people, not to make things better for people, we organize to get the power. And right now, they got the power.
1: Mm, They do. Uh, We didn't heed your warnings. America didn't heed your warnings. You talked again about the soul of the nation and where we are and that we we were depriving people of their God-given and constitutionally protected rights and liberties were all things that you touched on in that speech. Uh, and it, it, was, it, was a, it was a warning. It, w- it really was a warning. And it was a warning in the center of a pandemic. You sort of seen what was happening. This is, again, pre-Joe Biden, pre-election. Uh, President Donald Trump was still in the White House. We, had a, we were still early on in the election cycle. And you've seen still the cancer that was at the doorstep that was trying to get the president out of office. And then China had unleashed this virus on the world. And now we see what we're dealing with with China. The president had tried to battle China and push China back and push evil forces back. The Democrat group kept saying, no, it was Russia and Putin. Well, it was never Russia and Putin then, it was China, Xi Jinping. And the president was a a lone voice. Sure, he had the MAGA movement, But he was fighting a whole uh, a whole group here of of evil participants that were pushing back. What do you think about these people, Pastor, that uh, that uh, I I wonder often the people who fight against this, who uh, those and I don't think it's the people in the center aisle. There are a lot of good Democrats out there. There are a lot of good people in that center aisle, independents, moderates just left of center. They've been fooled and bedazzled and beduzzled by the mainstream media and the social media oligarchs. They have been totally befooled here. Uh, But uh, the people to the left of them, what kind of a nation do you think they're looking for America to be, and why do they go along with? Do they are these people? Do they have any idea of what they're doing? Is they're carving out the the guts of America, the soul and heart and guts of America, as they take a butcher knife to the to the soul and hearts and guts of America and carve it out wholeheartedly? Mm-hmm. These people have any idea of what they're doing?
4: I think they 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 are very aware of what they're doing. Um, if those who are on the extreme left. Uh, Again, I think it's spiritual that they are moving uh, in rebellion against God and what America stood for. Uh, When you and I were growing up, we were a Judeo-Christian nation, and so we were in the crosshairs of a a demonic force to bring us down. Uh, Those that you say are good people, I think they have been deceived, and their deception is deep and it's rich, and, uh, and in many instances, they have bought full hook, line, and sinker, uh, the ideology and philosophy of the left. And they believe that there can be a better world if they can just get Christianity out the way and allow science to have control and and all the things you've heard the conversations. If they can just get those things out the way, we can be a better world. And they are buying a lie. And uh, quite frankly, we have been warned about this over and over again. Uh, but here's what we, we know, Malcolm, is that Vladimir Lenin said it best. He says an organized minority will always beat a disorganized majority. And so we're, we're who are, we're who are on the right, we're, we're not organized. The left is not many of them, but they're organized. And they have played the game better than we can play it. They control the city councils, they got uh, the courthouses, and they, now they got the federal government. They, they played the game and won at the place of where power is, where we were distracted by the benefits and the blessings of living in a Judeo-Christian nation with uh, material wealth and, and all the other accruities uh, that comes with it. Uh, we got duped into pursuing self-indulgence and hedonism while they were fighting to take power. And so they were more organized than we were. And they are the ones who are driving the narrative. They control the media. And that's how, why Donald Trump was not successful because he was fighting against a narrative that was being produced by the power elite that changed the minds of people against their own nation to the embracement of socialism.
1: They won, yes, but didn't they only win the battle? They didn't win the war yet, right?
4: Well, the Constitution is still up. Amen. And there's still a chance that it may influence those who are legitimately sitting in positions of power Mm -hmm. and believe in that Constitution will fight for it. Just like the judge did down in Arizona, he ruled that those people had a right to do an audit. and he could have ruled against them, but he didn't. He ruled in favor of the Constitution. They are still peppered in our nation in places of power, and they still can exert that power, that constitutional power, if we, the people, will stand up and 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 uh, mm-hmm. demand that the Constitution be respected and that it will be uh, exercised on behalf of we, the people. The power still resides with us. We, the people, do ordain. The ordination of this nation happened with the people and the power resides with us. Take a look at the 10th Amendment and the 9th Amendment to remind yourself that the power resides with us.
1: I love what you say. Love what you say. Uh, and this battle then, okay, so now I've got the picture here. Everybody should understand the picture. They were more organized. They took it down um, and, you know, call it what you want, but they, they played us out. But the but now we're in the next battle. So the next battle line has got to be 2022. It's got that's the next battle line. You know, we talked about the Lincoln Project and that uh, hideous uh, message they put out there to taunt of Republicans and the movement and Donald Trump. And then you have to question, you know, where are the battle lines exactly? Well, it kind of tells me and probably tells you, there's a fight and force of evil that is played in here. So, that is pretty saturated in our society right now. We talked about the indoctrination of the kids and the generation, the cancel culture, the woke, everything that's happened, that way of life compared to a traditional life of values. So, how do we get back there? I mean, it's one thing to sit and say, people say, well, we're going to pray. Well, sure, we can pray, but we also have to do some action. We can't just only pray because that's suggesting that God is gonna fix all this and we don't have to do anything. Back to that argument that we had in the first hour here. So how do we take the control back? And I love the way you say peppered throughout our nation. There are still great people and ideas that are peppered throughout our nation because at the end of the day, this is man's best hope. Without America standing and without America here, the world is in a heap of trouble. How do we rally the troops here now when we have this fight within the political parties? We have 2022 coming. We hear our voices, Pastor Broden. You hear they hear my voice today, Malcolm out loud. They hear Pastor Stephen Broden. They hear the voice of clarity here in the fight. Now, how do we rally the troops to get around all this and push forward to, to fight these evil forces?
4: Well, we, we've got to we've got to be involved. We've got to get involved. This cannot be on the sidelines. So, I think the last time that you and I spoke, we talked about three things that we've incorporated in the National Black Pro-Life Coalition, and those things are information, education, and activation. If you recall, we've got to, and that's what your program is all about. What your network is all about is providing the kind of information and education that will begin to activate people to get involved. Our involvement must be that we must utilize the resources that we have to us. The constitution is a resource and the the amendments are our resources. They, They give us the parameters through which we can function and function effectively. We've got to be involved. That's at the local level, at the state level and at the national level. We've got to get involved in every strata uh, where we can be influential, we've got to be involved. We've got to run um, people to be on the Board of Education, the mayors, the city council. We've got to get our people in those positions. That means you got to be involved and you got to be a part of the vetting process. you got to find out who's who in the zoo and, and throw your money and your resources behind those who represent your values not somebody who who has talking points who know how to stimulate people to, because they can say the right thing I'm against abortion and then get in office and they don't do anything to stop abortion I'm talking about people who are really involved and believe as we believe and that means you got to engage with them you got to get to know them and you got to get behind them to make sure that they run for office and get in office we still have time between now and the then 2022 we still have time So that means we got to be informed and educated, but you got to get off of your asinine charismas and get involved. Mm. Mm. Complaining is easy to sit down and complain. Who wants to be around somebody who's complaining all the time? I want to be around somebody who's working to try to change things. Let's get up and get involved. Now, Charles Stanley used to say in a book that he wrote, the shortest distance between the solution of your problem and the power to get it done is the distance between your knees and the floor. We don't want to minimize prayer. We want to pray and ask God's anointing and his provision, his guidance, his wisdom, and his direction. But Dr. Tony Evans, who's the pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship here in Dallas, says this, that God hits a moving target better than he hits one sitting still. Get up and get involved. And here's what I say, faith is a verb, it's not a noun, it's what you do. Faith is in action. Now we need to get up and act. And God can push the pause button and stop the evil from metastasizing, he can do it. He can do it, especially if we get up and ask him to help us to stop it. And so we need to get up, move, and God will move through us. We are his arms, we are his legs, We are his people. We get the job done for the kingdom of God when we're in submission and obedience to the will of God. And God's will is that none should perish and all would come to repentance. That's my job as a pastor.
1: Amen to that, brother. Amen. Uh, You know, the evil forces have been well organized. I love what you put out there that we need to get organized as patriots, uh, as a conservative, surely. As people who love our nation and our Constitution and all that it stands for, uh, we must get organized as well and fight. I often wonder, Pastor Bowden, how the evil forces got so organized so quickly as uh, in, in, what we're dealing with right now in, in their attempts to take us down. Uh, you talk about from the school board to the mayor's office to the local areas and how we get organized in all of those places to be able to move this fight forward. And you call to action and, and and get people, again, I love the way you put it out there, uh, uh, to get off their asinine charisma and uh, do something about it here. It's a very fascinating way to say it here. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, right, I mean, that's how you put it out there, correct? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you don't mince your words there. And so as far, so as, far as hope now, what, I, what I'd what i like to do is with you is I'm, I'm going to ask you now, uh, which I, I, I don't do this a lot, but I, I really want listeners to hear this. Now, we, we've come through a whole uh, litany of things here now. We're at this uh, this precipice here of uh, what's going to take place here to move the ball forward for the soul of our nation. I want to ask you to take in for us and for me, please, and for our listeners, listeners and have a word of prayer if you will do that for me and just take some time here and uh I, I love what you were saying a moment ago would you pray for us please
4: oh you bet you bet i i, I want to quote samuel adams I, I quoted vladimir Lenin, but samuel adams said something very similar and i think i, I want to end with with what he said not with vladimir Lenin. Uh, Samuel Adams said, it doesn't take a majority to win, but an irate minority keen on setting brush fires of freedoms in the hearts of men. That's what Samuel Adams did. And that's what he said. And you and I must do the same. Set brush fires of freedoms in the hearts of men and women. Remind them of the history of this nation and the legacy of freedom and liberty that is connected with the greatest nation that has ever been birthed into history let us rekindle our flame by putting statesmen into office that represents our values. And we do that by actively being involved at every level from the local to the state, to the national, getting involved. And there are organizations that are out there that are involved right now, find them. They're not hard to find the Tea Party Patriot, the Constitutional Patriots, uh, Malcolm Out Loud, As a a network of of voices that can be utilized uh, to get our voices into the public square. But the knee power is absolutely important. That's all it is, is prayer. And we're going to talk to God now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we recognize that we're living in a very tumultuous and turbulent time. But there is a promise that you have made to us. You said that you would never leave us nor forsake us that you're an ever present help in times of trouble. We just simply must believe and trust you. I pray that those who are listening today will not allow what they see to determine what they do, but who they know to determine what they do. For who we know is the author of life, the creator of the universe, God who is sovereignly in control and that he controls the affairs of men and we trust you, we believe you, and we will fight for you, and we will stand for you in this hour, not allowing what we see to determine what we do, but who we know. And we know you for the pardon of our sins, and we know you as an intimate, personal, loving God who is involved in every aspect of our lives. We ask for your blessings, we ask for clarity of thought as we move forward, that you would help us to be wise in our choices and decisions and to navigate a course of action that will advance the kingdom of God right here in America and across this world. Thank you for Malcolm and for his voice. Thank you for the network that is getting this out. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: AmericaOutloud.com. Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
3: Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So, why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells, pill free, patent pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L and use code out loud for 20% off. Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton,
2: the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It is called the Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled, seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store.
0: The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com.
1: Join you back here on the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, and what a voice! What a program! Uh, wow, uh, it is—it is a wow for me, uh, Pastor Stefan Broden. I—I uh, I just had a sense and a feeling today. I—I I can't describe it to you otherwise. I come into the program. Uh, you know, sometimes we just need that lift up. We, we need a lift up. We need a step up. You know what I'm saying? And I just had a feeling today. You know, when we texted back and forth, Pastor Broden and I, about the program today, it's very brief. He doesn't ask a lot of questions. There's not really any preparation for this. We don't prepare. All, none of this was prepared. None of it. This is all spontaneous. Everything you heard today, totally, totally Spontaneous. The only thing I found just prior to this, I found, and I wasn't sure when I was going to use it, was that Lincoln Project spot and to talk about the divide and the split and the parties. I knew I wanted to talk to you about that at some point, but I wasn't quite sure when. I, I don't know if it'd be next week or week after because that problem is not going to go away. But I had it kind of put aside. And then something told me this morning to bring that up. And then when I, when I did see his speech, he did in Dallas, Texas on the very soul of our nation. And I thought, you know, he's such a, a, a clarion voice. He's just a, the, the, a voice of God, a, a voice of faith, a voice of action, a voice of reason, a voice of everything that is good. I love that man, Pastor Stefan Brutt, just love him. He is all of that, you know? You, you cannot help but to love that man, and you know, what he represents in our nation. Hmm. Wow, so moving to hear his talk and what he says and the words he used about brush fires of freedom. Imagine that, what we need right now, brush fires of freedom. I love that. Uh, I, I think we're gonna name the program, Brush Fires of Freedom. And we're gonna set brush fires of freedom all over the place. We're going to become an uh, arsonist for brush fires of freedom. How would you like to become an arsonist with me? I never thought I'd say that, let alone privately or in public, huh? That, well, I listened to the program today and the voice of a nation, I heard Malcolm and he talked about becoming an arsonist. What's up with that guy? You can blame me and then tell him I got the idea from Pastor Stephen Broden. Now we're calling on the nation to become a nation of arsonists for freedom, a nation of arsonists for freedom. Think about that. Think about that message, brush fires of freedom. The greatest nation in history, he says, right? to create brush fires of freedom because it really is about hope and action and optimism. As he said prior, right between the hours when we were in there, he said to me, it was only seconds, but he said to me on the mic, again, everything we do here is live. It's in live fashion. Uh, There's nothing rehearsed. You know, it's spontaneous, spontaneous combustion. Boom. There it is. And sometimes that's also how I get into a lot of trouble. Don't rehearse and script everything out, you see? What you're hearing is authentic in the moment. Sometimes that can be alarming. Sometimes it can be outrageous. Sometimes it can be funny. Sometimes it can be serious and faithful and yeah, but it's spontaneous. And he talked about giving hope. He told me off the mic, I said, Malcolm, we got to give hope to the people. Got to give hope to our fellow Americans, our fellow brothers and sisters. He's right he's right. And how do we do that? It's hard to do that when they're mar- marginalizing all of this. They're marginalizing the constitution, but they're marginalizing our faith. They're marginalizing God. They've marginalized our education. They've, they've marginalized everything that meant anything. They've marginalized They've pulled down the statues, they've stepped all over everything, they've pissed all over the constitution, they've marginalized everything. All for the sake of what? For a Marxist utopia? Is that, That's their vision of a new world order, a globalist movement? And so then the evil forces, we talk about the Lincoln project and these so-called uh, Republicans. Uh, you know, it, it's a word that I've just become so disenfranchised with this rhino business Republican. And the war that's in our political parties, the cancer that is building from the ground up, and it's destroying the fabric of our nation. Most of that is because the time and the energy that is expended between Americans and fighting each other is not moving the ball forward. It's not It's not creating these brush fires of freedom. It's not doing any of that. And it doesn't put us in a good light and a good position to fight the evil forces and to do the things we have to do here at home to be on our best, to to be alert, to be ready for when evil drops next. You see, if we're not united, if, if we don't have that connectivity here, we're not united as a people, then we're vulnerable. And if we're vulnerable, then anything at any moment could take us down. And at that point, you know, sure, you know, those people can run around thinking that God's going to fix it all. He's in control, but it doesn't work that way. As Pastor Broden pointed out, yes, sure, God's in control of the big picture, but we know that he's not happy with the nation and what has taken place here. Why? Because we've allowed evil forces to, to permeate the land. It's a corruptness. It's a cancer. That's what's happened, people. It's evil. And that's what he's not happy for. Who could be happy about that? Now, Satan's happy as hell. That's that's his call to arms, his call to action, his call to order. Sure he is. That's what they're looking for. But that's the enemy camp. And as he said, they're very organized. They're well-greased, well-oiled, well-organized machine, the left is, the Marxist left. You see? Yeah, they are. And so we have to get organized on this side. So when we talk about action and using love and aspirations and it, it, it being an invited nation, we are absolutely an invited nation. We're not xenophobic at all. And we're certainly not racist. Absolutely not. We're, we're not at all. We're, we're, not, we're none of those things. They, but see, they use that as, as uh, ammunition. That's ammunition. And the, the Marxists left the evil forces, the Marxists left the evil forces. Say it all with me in unison. The Marxists left the evil forces are using that as ammunition. And it's ammunition they are they are fighting us with. And the, the problem is on some days they're winning. They just won the big battle here in 2020, which is what. The evil forces then used the swamp and the taunting to pull down the MAGA movement and the Patriots and conservatives and Donald Trump to taunt, you didn't win. The swamp won. Mitch McConnell won. And they reference him as the swamp. There are a lot of swamp creatures, not just McConnell. And it's not it's not about just one person. It's not about, you know, there's a lot of McConnell's out there. He's just a reference point to a whole lot of these kinds of characters, quite frankly. And I'm not here to criticize or suggest to you Mitch McConnell is uh, evil or the Antichrist or Paul Ryan is or Mitt Romney or any of these cats are. No, they are part of the problem. They are definitely part of the problem. But how far that problem goes or how wide and deep and tall it goes, we don't really know. We just know we're in the spiritual battle in our nation. It is a spiritual battle. There's no other way to look at it, people. I mean, just look at what we're dealing with right now that's happening in our lifetime. You know, I told you a few years back we were living through historic moments of time. Throughout the Trump presidency, I could see the writing on the wall. The the writing was on the wall and it wasn't a Pink Floyd concert, okay? But it was right there, man. And I could see it. And I knew we were living in some really interesting unprecedented times. And many times I said to you out there, we're living in a historical moment of time. I can feel it. I can feel it in my DNA. And I knew we were, I knew we were living in that moment back then. I knew it. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't really know what would happen next with the, again, these are all battles along the journey here. And the 2020 election, yeah, there were a lot of people who felt that President Trump absolutely deserved the second term. He did a hell of a job in those uh, three and a half years before they unleashed COVID on us in that final year, which really ended up coming in in January, 2020. Again, I always reference November, 2019 because the country was doing fabulous. I mean, we were amazing numbers all over the place. Confidence was sky high. But you know, while we had confidence that was sky high, please understand something. Evil forces were all at the bottom pulling at us. They were pulling us down. You, You understand that? That's what was happening here, you see? And that evil was pulling us down, even though we felt like there, see, there was a lot of damage under the radar screen that was already in play. And, and maybe, maybe we ignored it. Maybe we, we were, you know, looking through rose colored glasses of some sort or, or possibly we took things for granted or just maybe we thought God was in control and we didn't have to do anything. And I hear that sometimes through, through voices, through, uh, Through many Christian friends who who believe that, uh, and and it's really a cancer that people who run around thinking God has figured it all out and we don't have to, we can inaction, we can do nothing. We can just be on the sidelines of life because God's got his hands on the wheel and we don't have to. You see where we're at now? You see the problem? I mean, I I can see it. And there are a lot of people running around that. And then, you know, Pastor Broden says, well, we have to create those brush fires of freedom, Malcolm. We are the greatest nation in history, after all. He also said, we're at the apex. We are at the apex. And they're marginalizing everything, including our faith, including God, including the Constitution, including our country, everything. And they're taking America. It's a cheap shot is what it is. It's a cheap shot. But that's what you do when you're evil and you're trying to win. They win these little battles. And you see, these battles have been brewing over the last... 30 plus years, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, R- Democrat and Republican, establishment, swamp, right? Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. You got about 30 years of horrible politics there and big government uh, bureaucracy buildup and evil forces that are having their way, and they're winning battle after battle after battle after battle. And then, you know, the story of Donald Trump, which is a, a mega story for our time. It is a mega story. We'll look back later on and talk about Donald Trump years from now. And it was a mega story. And and when Donald Trump is not here anymore on the planet, we'll tell t- well, you, remember that time? Do you remember back in 2016 when this MAGA movement caught, well, where they created brush fires of freedom? See, that's what happened in 2016, knocked Hillary Clinton right out. Because when you have brush fires of freedom, there, there's no, no Hillary Clinton who's going to be able to win that storm. When patriots unite under brush fires of freedom, they're going to take down the, the Hillary Clintons and the rhinos and the Lincoln projects and the evil forces. None of them are strong enough to sit and put up with that fight. You understand? Now, he's right. That's what we have to do now. That's the soul of the nation we talk about. So when we talk about the soul of a nation, it, it makes sense to me. It just makes perfect sense, people. what going to happen here? It doesn't happen on its own. And all these battles they've been winning over the years, we have to now turn, turn the tide on all of that. The kids, the schools, the education system, the indoctrination, what's happening at that level, that grassroots level. You know, it's like, it's like um, with our kids and, you know, my own when they were growing up. I, I, I never liked to use the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, or the church as babysitters. I never liked to do that. I wanted to be hands-on. I felt, you know, it was my responsibility. If, if we're going to have kids, they're our responsibility uh, to see them through the storm, you see? And, and so I don't want to leave that to – I don't leave that – I never leave that to chance. I never left that to chance. Uh, call it what you want or call me what you want. Maybe I'm a bit of a control freak, but I just don't want to leave uh, that, those lives to chance. You know, I want to stay in the battle is all I'm saying. I want to ensure success. And so I, I think a lot of people now have checked out is my point to that. In fact, what Pastor Bowden was saying with the, with the kids in the education system, they've checked out. And then you see, uh, you know, the corruptness with the um, education system. But you see the corruptness in the church. You see the, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the pedophilia and the sexual problems within the church and the priest and the Boy Scouts. Uh, they, they've all had their problems. And it's massive in the size and scope, massive. It's all evil forces. And the message here is, you know, as a people, we can't afford to let our kids be babysit by the, the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or the church or what have you. You have to be hands-on. We have to be hands-on as a people is all I'm saying to you, you see? it makes sense. And so, in as a society, you can take that forward and say, okay, now I get it. We have to be hands-on. We do have to be hands-on people. You can't sit back and say, well, you know, not only is God in control, but the church is in control and the Boy Scouts is in control and they're all in control. And it really doesn't matter. I can just sit back here and do my thing or or go to work. And which is another thing I ask Republicans all the time, conservatives more so like where, where were you in the fight? Well, we were busy working, Malcolm. We were busy raising our families, making money. Great. So why we, we let the Marxist left control the education system and tear us down and put all this woke mentality out there and why they owned all the newspapers and the, 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 the billboard companies and the television stations and the social media oligarchs and the corporations and the technical aspects of everything that controls our life in the computer world, we were busy making a living. That's the answer I get back from people. What does that mean? We were on, is what they're really saying is they were on the sidelines because the action is where all this other is. And back to what Pastor Brother was saying, how did they empower themselves so much? Well, they empowered themselves because they got into contr- positions of control. Positions of control. And those positions of control starts with our kids. You know, it starts with our kids. And I see this all the time. And I see it with other people who don't see it and other people in even in my own life who suggest to me it would never happen. It would never happen. And it happened. And when it happened, I almost want to sit up there and yell and say, I told you so. I told you it was going to happen. And yeah, there's a part of me that wants to say that for sure, because I, I knew what I was talking about. And those people who hear my voice, possibly they know what I mean but I told them it it could happen and that we should not take that for granted ever. So we have to ask ourselves, are we taking all that for granted with our kids, our grandkids? Is that what we're doing within the system? Are we speaking up and pushing back? Like Pastor Brothers, are we pushing back? It's unacceptable, unacceptable behavior. We're not going to tolerate that. It's unacceptable. And we, we need, we need more. We need to do it. We, we require more. We demand more. And we have to have our house in order basically, but it also comes where he said uh, in your communities with local positions of the school board, uh, the PTA, the local PTA, remember that the homeowners association, right? All of that. Well, you have to get involved. Now, you're always going to have the people push back. You're always going to have that evil. And a lot of people are threatened by uh, forces of good, for sure. And they may very well be threatened by you. But there is a right way and a wrong way to do things. And they're always, my fellow Americans, is a high road and a low road. Save your energy for the high road. So when I say that, what I mean is don't waste your energy uh fighting back on one-on-one conversations on social media, telling people how ugly they are or you are or it is. Why bother? Why waste your breath? That's the low road. I see those messages all the time. I don't I don't enact, I don't alarm myself, I don't enact them, I don't respond, I don't participate. I let them look like the fool and be the fool even when they point out something they think is rather obvious or should be rather obvious but why engage at that level you see why not use your energy for positive force for good it's not to be a pushover not at all strong strong when i say good the high road that doesn't mean be a pushover, not at all. Your, your values, your core values, your principles should be unbendable. You should fight always and stand tall for that truth and be unbreakable, always. You know, we all need to have core values, just like a corporation would have core values or principles. These are the things that are you don't bend on Ever. Anything or anyone that has succeeded in our nation has core values, core principles. And they have to look back to those core values and core principles to know who they are. It's, it's, it's major league here, but that's the way we need to raise our families too. Think about it, please. We, when's the last time we sat down with our families and had just a heart-to-heart conversation about our core values? I mean, how many people in their families actually have, can identify their core values, right? These are the principal driving forces of our family. How important is that to us? It should be vitally important, but I bet you a lot of people don't pay attention to that. They don't think it's significant, or maybe they're embarrassed by it, or maybe they think that's beneath them but we all need to have core values and principles. It's our driving mechanism in life. It's not just for the corporation. It's not just for the entrepreneurship for the business. It's for you and your life. It's for those people in your circle of your life, your personal life and your core values. And those things that are unbreakable, uh, things that you will not bend on, things you're not willing to compromise on because they're that important. You see, if they're that important, then they're your core values, your principles. These are things you cannot, will not bend on no matter what. Now, if we take that idea and we bring that forward to a nation, and we think as a nation, my friends, and we we think about uh, uh, that same principle point as ladies and gentlemen, and we look at our nation, what's our core values? What are our principles? How about we redefine that at this point? Why don't we do that as Americans, as people, as a people? You know, think about our constitution. You think about God and our faith and our families and our schooling, our business, our, our entrepreneurship, the way we live our lives. How about we create some new core values and principles? I like the idea of this a lot. It's ringing in my ears right now as something we should be doing. Because we've lost our way. We've totally lost our way as people. But why don't we create some new values and pull in all the things that are important to us in God and faith and constitution and family and life and patriotism and flag and heroes and good news, and a capitalist society, life, it's everything that is America, innovation, our education system to get best in class again, best in the world. We've lost track of that people. We've fallen down. It's like climbing up a ladder on a very high perch there. And we're and we're trying to tiptoe on the top perch of the ladder there, the last rung of the ladder, you know. And you almost could fall over and break your neck, but but the sweet spot is right there if we can grab onto it. There it is. You got it. And we need to find that sweet spot again. And we need to create those values, those principles. And I think as a nation we've lost that. We've lost that in our family. We've lost that in our, in our work environment. We've surely lost that in our nation. We've lost it. We don't have any core values anymore. We don't have any principles. All that is out the window. We've allowed the woke people, the cancel culture people, the evil forces to penetrate and permeate our every thought and our every way of life and that's the cancer we have in front of us right now that that's why they're winning the battles they're winning they're winning back to you know trump would always say winning right we're going to be tired of winning oh well, for a while there it felt like we were winning but that cancer was still right under the radar people it was there all the way through i'm telling you and there we are so you have to ask yourself you know, you listen to that amazing message of Pastor Stefan Broden, who, by the way, is part of our team nation here, just a clarion voice, uh, one whose time has come and one that is part of our group here at Voice of the Nation. And boy, am I proud to say that. Let me tell you, proud. And Dr. Lee for America and Kathy Chamberlain, and Gold Star Dad, Carl Porfirio, and the people that you hear and then look at all the programs on the network and all the things we're doing here at America Out Loud. It's to get America loud again, to grab those principal points back, to fight for our salvation, fight for our freedom, our liberty, fight for our, for, for our, uh, our faith. You know, we're, we're not willing to compromise those things. They're, they're our core values, our principles. And, you know, as a young lad growing up in, in the, the corporate boardrooms, even a young guy, Uh, your core values, your principles. I I loved uh, to be an inspirational speaker. Uh, What I wanted to do is be one of those cats, uh, one of the kind of the uh, Tony Robbins kind of guys, not specifically him, but no, that's sort of a inspirational motivation uh, speaker. You know, I wanted to set people on fire, you know, I wanted to do that in my life. Actually, it's really what I had desired to do is to get out there, and I, I love talking to crowds and getting out there, just electrifying people. But I also love raising all the ships and the boats in the harbor, getting everything to raise at once, you know? I, there's something cool about that. I, I, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it's my mission. It's, I guess it's my core values, it's my principles. Uh, I wanna see people do well. I wanna, that's how you, you make this work. You make this work as a nation. You make it work as a people in our towns and communities and our urban centers and suburban and rural areas all across our great nation. America. America is the land. It is, is an amazing country. There is no other like it, people anywhere anywhere on this planet. And I don't know if there are other planets and other galaxies that are alive. And if there are other countries like this, I don't know if they are. But they say we're not the only ones that are going to be uh Uh, of of life form out there in all the universes of universes. Uh, Maybe potentially God has a lot of experiments he's working with at this moment. And if that's the case, I wonder where we fall into the success and failure metric. huh? I'd be very curious to get that report card in. Right now, I would imagine we'd be failing it potentially. But, you know, back to Pastor Broden and what he said, we have an opportunity to win, We absolutely have an opportunity to win. They only got the last battle, my fellow Americans. They have not won this war. It is a war of good and evil. It is a war we must win. We're destined for that. We have to fight for that. We cannot take it for granted. And uh, we need to be sure that we're in control of that. Mankind is in control. Americans are in control you and I, let's make that happen right there. Okay, let's, let's make that happen. This was a vitally important talk today, the one that was uh, overdue and needed to happen. Uh, it helped align some things for me in my mind. I, I'm really hopeful and prayerful that it's done the same for you. All the praise in the world to Pastor uh, Stefan Broden, just a, terrific man and is blessed us with all the time he put forth on this program today you know when he left the program earlier he said to me Malcolm I need to get a copy of this please and I smile from grin to grin uh, ear to ear when I uh, heard him say that he felt it as well as I did as well as you did out there it's so what he said to me it's his last words I need to get a copy of this please I said yes pastor we will make sure you have a copy of this and then some My fellow Americans, uh, the battle goes on. The war is yet to win. Let's define and redefine our core values and our principles here as a people here. I thank you as always for being with me on this mission, this important mission in the overarching fight of good and evil. Thank you, my fellow Americans. It's time to get involved and get loud.